Glad to be with you. Exodus chapter 12 and verse 13. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And with the help of the Lord, I'd like to preach in the thought of a message, safer at home. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Lord, let us do your will and have your work accomplished in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. A firefighter was giving a class on fire safety and he held up a smoke detector to a group of children. Does anyone know what this is? He said, one little boy shot his hand up. And the firefighter pointed to the little fellow and said, What is this, son? And the little boy said, That's how mommy knows when supper is ready. But safety is something that is important. And with the coronavirus outbreak in Florida, they employed something called safer at home. Safer at home. And it basically means you stay home unless you need to go out for essential things. And one of the keys of safety is we understand we like to feel safe. We lock our doors. Sometimes when a sketchy individual comes up, if you're in your car, you might lock your car doors. You set your house alarms. You live in gated communities. When we don't feel safe, we desire a place of safety. How many times has a child fled to their parents' room when they hear a bump in the night? People place their trust in things to feel safe. They invest in their health, right? You work out to get good levels on your blood or your sugar or something else. You invest in your finances to feel safe. You work hard on your job so that in all of these things, you're secure, My daughter was asked what made her feel safe and made me feel good for her to say this. She said, you do, Daddy, because uh, she didn't understand the situation, but someone had gotten mad at me and they were uh, saying some pretty foul language and she was there next to me and I just, I guess I made her feel safe and how I conducted myself with that gentleman and he probably should have been mad at me because I had called the cops on him and We won't get into that whole situation right there, but he was doing something he ought not to have been doing. But uh, it made my daughter feel secure. And what I'd like to speak about in our lives is, you know, there's a lot of things that make you feel safe, but what she was saying was, it was that relationship. My daddy made me feel safe. And a relationship with God is what I'm presenting, and a relationship that none other than Jesus Christ, for there is none other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved, that Jesus Christ is a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee is going to bow and tongue confess, that the Bible says, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I believe safety is in a relationship. And that's where you're going to be safe for eternity in Jesus Christ. So let's look at safer at home. In in this Bible reading 
There was a, a danger, you know, if something's safer, right, that means that there's a danger. And there was a clear and present danger. It was a danger because Pharaoh had started a God contest, if you please, with God. Be careful when you challenge God to a God contest. You see, Moses and Aaron had gone in and Israel was a captive nation. They were slaves in Egypt. And in Exodus chapter 5, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. Now here's what Pharaoh said. Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. It's pretty good words when you're feeling healthy and you have an army at your back, but when you talk to God like that, be careful. You're not going to be safer anywhere. <laughs> but there was a danger, and the danger was not Pharaoh, but the danger was that God began to send plagues on Pharaoh and all of the things that the Egyptians worshipped as gods. The Egyptians, of course, to feel safe. What do you do? Uh, they would worship these gods and hope that the plagues wouldn't come and hope that flies wouldn't come and hope that their water would be available in the Nile River. So they would turn all these things into gods and place their trust in them to feel safe. But if you look at the, the book of Numbers, chapter 33 and verse 4, the Bible said that upon their gods, the Egyptian gods, also the Lord executed judgments. God began to send ten plagues upon Egypt. And now the Egyptians worshipped more than ten gods. But God began to knock down their reality of their gods with each plague. The first plague that was sent, the Nile, the river, turned into blood. And the fish died, the river stank, you couldn't drink the water. And this was judgment against, uh, there's a lot of gods, and I'm not going to go over all the plagues, but there was an Egyptian god of the Nile, a water bearer. And, and uh, Pharaoh's magicians were able to duplicate this miracle, kind of turning water into blood. I don't know if it was real blood. So Pharaoh was unimpressed at this wonder from God. Now, But God made this uh, water blood seven days to show that I'm God. The second plague was, plague was against the, the Egyptian goddess of fertility. She had the head of a frog, right? And from up in the river, when this plague came, frogs came everywhere. It houses food. Just the sight of a one frog in my house can probably make people scream. But Pharaoh's magicians were able to make more frogs. But only Moses was able to make the frogs go away. The third plague was against uh, this uh, god of the Egyptians that was over the dust of the earth. Well, Aaron smote the dust of the earth with his rod and it became lice on people and animals. Now in this plague, God began to exert his authority, right? Magicians of Pharaoh were not able to compete with this power. And we see as God and the plagues began to grow in intensity, God began to show that the magicians could not even begin to stand as they began to be affected by the plagues themselves. God was exerting authority 
as the one who is in charge. The very last plague was a blow to uh, one who represented himself as God. You see, Pharaoh, the leader of Egypt, the ruler, was as if uh, he was worshipped as a god and represented as God on earth, basically as God's representative. One source said he he was uh, taken as the son of Ra, one of their gods. The tenth plague was that all the firstborn would die. You see, there was a danger, but there were also instructions to avoid the danger. Thank God for the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ said that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not do what? Perish. There's a danger, but have everlasting life. The gospel gives us clear instructions on how to get out of danger, on how to get out of sin, and how to have our sins washed away by Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Now the instructions were given to Israel. In Exodus chapter 12, the whole congregation was told, Get a lamb! Get a lamb! The lamb has to be without blemish. It has to be a male of the first year. And then they were told to keep it until the 14th day of the same month and then kill it. And then they were supposed to take the blood of that lamb and strike it on the two side posts and the upper post of the door in the house where they shall eat. The clear instructions showed the blood had to be placed on the two side posts and the lintel or the upper post of that door. And then God said, I'm going to pass through the land of Egypt this night. I'm going to smite the firstborn. It was judgment upon Pharaoh himself in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against the gods of Egypt will I execute. Against all the gods of Egypt will I execute judgment. I am the Lord. There's that God contest I was telling you about. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. When I smite the land of Egypt in the New Testament, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. It's interesting that when they put the blood on the side posts of the door and the top of the door, no blood was put on the ground. Shouldn't you have just covered all your bases, preacher? But you see, we don't want to trample on the blood of Christ. You see, if if we sin willfully after we have been saved, if we sin willfully after salvation, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. They didn't put uh, blood on Uh, the bottom of the door or the doorway because we don't want to symbolize trampling over the sacrifice of God, walking on His shed blood to disrespect what He did. We're thankful for the blood of Jesus. It is the blood that washes us from our sins. It is the blood that cleanses us from our unrighteousness and makes us a new creature. It was the blood. And the gospel is teaching us that Jesus Christ died for our sins, and then we can find forgiveness by what he did on the cross. He will bring us back to God because really the danger isn't the devil. 
The danger isn't uh, some enemy outside. The danger is the wrath of God that he's going to execute upon sin. The clear instructions were given that the wrath and the plague would not be upon those that were under the blood. You know, that Jesus was sacrificed on the Passover. But interestingly enough, they put the blood on the top and the side posts of the door. You know, the safety was only achieved, not if they were Israelites, not if they heard the instruction, but if the instructions were followed. Did not Jesus say that when the storms come, those that hear my sayings and do them, they're going to be like someone that built their house upon a rock. Not that someone that heard the sayings. That the, the, the broadcast of these instructions were important, but they only benefited if they followed the instructions. If they were under the blood, they had no place to, no, nothing to fear. They were safe. You know that the, the safest place in the world tonight, and I know that we're facing a lot of things in our world, the safest place is to be in the will of God in your life. But what is the will of God? The will of God is that you accept His Son, Jesus Christ, into your heart, that Jesus died for our sins on the cross, that God came to this world because He loves us to pay our sin debt, to cancel out the, the writings that were against us, that our, all of our sins were to be blotted out by the love of Jesus Christ when He died for us in our place, symbolized by the blood of the Lamb. But you see, when John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. And the gospel instructions, they're good if they're followed. You know, that the, the title of this message is Safer at Home. Home is where the heart is. Have you ever heard that? Home is where the heart is. And when we invite Jesus Christ into our hearts, when we start doing the will of God from the heart, when we give Jesus our heart, you know, it's not as complicated as it seems this evening. Jesus Christ died for our sin, and it wasn't the blood of a lamb or a bull or a goat, but the blood of God's own Son, a spotless lamb, but not an innocent in the, in the way that it had no choice. See, Jesus had a choice, but he died for us anyway. And we have a choice. We have a choice to say, Preacher, I like this gospel. I believe it, but I'm not going to do it. I've got some fun things in my life that I want to accomplish. And you know that I'll, I'll, I'll understand what you're saying, but understand what I'm saying. That when... The gospel is preached. It has no effect unless it's mixed with faith in our heart in, in, in hearing it and it spurs us to action saying, Jesus, I'm going to put you in my heart because I want to be safer at home. Safer at home. There's a danger out there. The judgment of God is out there, but we're given instructions. We're told where to put the blood and we're told where to stay safe. Stay safe at home tonight. Stay safe under the blood of Jesus. 
and walk in the light as he is in the light and let that blood of Jesus Christ cleanse you from all unrighteousness. There is a safe place in Jesus, safer at home. Home is where the heart is. Let Christ be in your heart. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Amen.